Hello. Hi. Hola. Bonjour. Shalom. Bet you weren't expecting a language lesson. Ha 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 ha. It's April 2nd, 2021, although in full transparency, I am recording this on March 31st. So actually, God, I can't lie. It's actually 1.34 p.m. on March 31st, and you have found yourself party to the most recent dispatch from in here. The dikes of my deepest, most soft edge thoughts. My like housekeeping comments for this week are that I really want feedback. So if you have any about how your experience of this newsletter has been, if you want more of something, less of something, another thing completely different, i.e., I don't know, a daily email with an outfit idea modeled on my naked body, please let me know. If you tap reply to this email, it comes directly to my inbox and then I can read it. If you're a paying subscriber, you can also just comment on this post. Um, I'm going to start reading. Do you ever have those weeks where it starts to feel like you're filling up your brain with so much new stuff that if you don't let some of it out, your head might explode? The connotation is usually positive. When bad stuff clogs the passageways, I tend to feel like an overripe tulip that is starting to sag, petals falling to the surface on which the vase stands while it watches itself die. Not to be dramatic or anything, but I do wonder if these sensations, both of them, are like a synonym for being conscious of the ways you're changing or growing or staying exactly the same. If actually the feeling that my head might explode is an outgrowth of former opinions or beliefs, the seductive newness of change, and the overripe tulips with dangling petals are what happens when you're stuck but really want to move. Sometimes I'm just like, but where do I go? So I take to the pen, not to be confused with a knife, the double-edged sword of stuck and still, and I start to write. At best, I push through something and then feel like I can unclench my ass cheeks. At worst, I sit and I sit and I labor and sit, and at the end, I've got nothing but resentment for the time I wasted pulling teeth from my dick. That is a description of writing that David Rakoff once wrote in a book of nonfiction essays called Don't Get Too Comfortable. There is none more fitting, even from the perspective of a Volvo driver. That's a Volvo joke. Passover started last weekend, and I'm surprised at how much I've been thinking about it. Not technically, as in, wow, this matzah's really constipating the shit out of me, but more like, the story of Exodus is the ultimate Jewish tale of redemption, huh? What can be gleaned for a more secular perspective from the purported 40 years spent wandering a desert? Is that very desert a metaphor for the boundlessness of optionality that is inferred by the notion of freedom? Does the golden calf, an idol the Israelites created while Moses was up at Sinai waiting on the commandments, represent what happens without an internal compass of ethics to guide you when the freedom becomes too much to bear? And per those commandments, are they it, the aforementioned compass of ethics, your morals? On Saturday night, I went to my mother-in-law's for the first Seder. On the walk over with A.B., son of said mother-in-law, I asked him all those questions, basically, but in different words. Is it freedom that sets us free, or is it the choices we make once we get it? 
He said he'd never thought about it before and needed a week to come back to me, which is perhaps the most AB answer ever. One evening on our honeymoon, we were eating whitefish and watching the kind of sunset that might truly convince you there must be a God. And I asked him what the happiest moment of his life so far has been. I didn't expect that he would say right now, which to be clear, he did not. I was more hoping for something like on our fourth date, when we were at that small sushi place on McDougal Street by the park, you put your hair behind your left ear before lifting your glass to take a sip of water. And I just thought to myself, how could I, A.B., revel in the quotidianness of watching this stranger tuck hair behind her ear and feel such intense passion? This must be it, the big love. What I got was, you need to give me a couple of weeks so I can recall every memory and the mental log of my ever having felt happy. Can you believe this is the kind of person I married? In so many ways, I can. He would never stage such an indulgent digression, taking you back to his honeymoon on a quest to answer a completely unrelated question. And thank goodness for that. Actually, I don't know why I'm saying that. Maybe it would be wonderful. I just get the sense that if he did this kind of shit, like no one would pay our bills. Or that's a bad metaphor, but like no one would clean the kitchen. Like just shit would never get done. Like we would never have stamps because, you know, we write and send so many letters. See, I'm digressing again. I'm going to keep reading. I still have another 24 hours of waiting time on his answer, though. So let me ask you the same question, this time somewhat differently. What do you value more, your freedom or what you do with it? I think this is also on my mind because I'm at some kind of psychological inflection point. A lot of shit is changing up here, meaning like in my head. It's like I've never been this conscious of my own sense of self, sense of responsibility for myself. I once heard this distinction drawn between the different ideas that live in our brains. Some are active, alive in our brains, and some are in theory up there. I think the one that is waking up that I'm like clicking into is about how much fucking control, power, etc. I have over myself. I could literally blow my whole life up tomorrow, which for whatever reason seems like an easier thought to sin, which for whatever reason seems like an easier thought to sit with than the reverse, which is true too. I could also blow it out of the park. I think I mean water. Do you think it's easier to imagine failure than it is to imagine success because it's more sure? Like surely one won't fail at failing, but man to fail at succeeding? You know, I was going to write it's rough, which it is, but I also did it very publicly not so long ago and I'm still alive and standing and on balance probably, no, definitely better for it. So who's really to say what's what? The more valuable point to convey is really that when you come into the consciousness of the magnitude of control you have over your own life, or at least your own mind, it sort of forces you to stop pointing fingers because suddenly no one is responsible for what you do or don't do. And fuck, that's a lot to hold. There's a parenthesis right here about this story on Therapy Speak that was in The New Yorker. I recommend reading it just to feel seen. It's where the mental freedom thing comes into question. It's like you become hyper aware that either you have it or you don't. And if you see that you don't, you start building this path towards it. And as you inch closer, there's this euphoria about your proximity to it. And then once you're on the other side, once you've freed yourself of some limiting belief, you let yourself make choices and the choices are scary. Oh no, I'm sorry. I meant, I'm just going to start at the beginning of the sentence and then once. And then once you're on the other side, once you've freed yourself of some limiting belief, you're left to make choices. And the choices are scary because this is the precise thing that you choose to do with your freedom. 
I don't undermine or shrug off or question the different quality of obstacle that stands between you and your destiny or me and mine. But I think to a degree, we both have this opportunity to like embody this notion of responsibility, change ourselves with the... Damn, I'm just going to start from the beginning of this paragraph again because I wanted to have an oomph. I don't undermine or shrug off or question the different quality of obstacle that stands between you and your destiny or me and mine, but I think to a degree we both have this opportunity to like embody this notion of responsibility, charge ourselves with the tall task at hand, crawl out of the trenches, or if you're ready, finally do the thing, circle the body of water, spread your arms eagle and dive. That was intense for me. You? Signing off, but not without first giving you this. It's a picture of Madeline and Laura from earlier this summer. Love, Leandra. By the way, this is what having drinks with me is like. So if you ever want to do that, just call me. And have a great weekend. I feel pretty confident to say I think I love you. Bye.